It's time for another edition of the Golf Club, and it's my pleasure to be joined by the great golf writer from the Action Network, Jason Sobel. Jason, how are you? I'm doing great. There's almost nothing going on in the golf world right now, so, you know, really slow times for us uh, exactly. the game. And, and, and right before uh, we start taping this, I see your tweet that the uh, the Ryder Cup has decided that the next Ryder Cup captain for the U.S. will be Zach Johnson. You said in your tweet, you're not a surprise. Is that is that a good move for uh, for the USA? Yeah, I think so. And look, we are on sort of Phil watch and Phil criticisms these days, and uh, a lot of people jumping on Phil, myself included, for recent events. But uh, not everything Phil has done has always been for the negative when he's tried to uh, incite some change. And we go back to the Ryder Cup back in 2014, where uh, there was a little bit of a mutiny against Tom Watson and. Uh, the players took it upon themselves to form a task force and a committee to look into Ryder Cup captains and sort of take more ownership of it. And what's happened is that it's not a surprise anymore. It's not somebody from the PGA of America who just says, I feel like appointing this person as captain, and they just do it, and the players don't have any say in it. Now there's a committee of players and executives, and uh, and they search for it. It's always going to be a, a player who's, served with the team before, who's worked as an assistant, who's played on teams. And so this is just part of that natural progression. The Associated Press reporting right now, Zach Johnson will be named the next Ryder Cup captain. The announcement is expected Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern time, coming up next week. You know, Jason, and um, just by watching from my observations, the guys on the tour, it seems like they all really like Zach Johnson. He's a very likable guy. He's one of these guys where over the years when I'm working on a piece where it's not about a specific topic, but it's more so, you know, hey, it's what we call an evergreen piece, a, a takeout piece where it's, uh, you know, I can kind of talk to anybody about uh, this topic, this subject in the game. Zach's always one of those guys that I've sought out because he's very thoughtful. Um, he's well-spoken. He's just a nice guy. And so I, I see him very much in the same vein that, Steve Stricker was uh, just last year at the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits, which is a, a guy that they'll respond to, a guy that they'll like, a guy that will be open to uh, to, to comments, open to um, you know players having ideas and suggestions. So, like I said, it, it's sort of status quo moving forward. All right, Jason, let's get to the the big news, uh, and everyone's talking about it, and, and that of course is Phil Mickelson. There's so many layers to this. And, you know, mm-hmm. it started a couple weeks ago with his comments about the, the, the Saudi tour. I mean, first of all, let me, before we even get to Phil, like, is this tour happening? Or because I keep seeing everyone saying they're not going. And I know there's some players who have said, I saw, I think I saw Jason Kokrak mention that he, he would consider it. And some other guys like Lee Westwood have, have mentioned they, they would be interested. But, like, is, is there enough of an interest for this tour to even take place? Well, as of a week ago, it was probably happening. And now it looks like. Maybe it's not happening. If we talk again next week, maybe it will be happening again. I, uh, look, uh, one individual player can't necessarily leave on his own and go play a tour that doesn't have anyone else playing there. So uh, they need some strength in numbers. And it looks like those numbers are dwindling right now. So I really do think it's up in the air. Look, if the Saudi government, which is funding this tour, decides that, hey, we want to have a golf tour, we're a professional golf tour no matter what, we're going to pay these guys a lot of money, and we're going to do it. They could have a tour. I mean, it may not be uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson, but it could be 
players of a lower level. It could be uh, players who are just out of college. I mean, they, if they want to have a golf tour, they will be able to have a golf tour. They will be able to fill up tournaments. I just don't know that right now it's going to be the same status as we thought it might be just a week or two ago. All right, so let's get to the Phil Mickelson part of this. Um, you know, he's been a vocal critic of the PGA Tour for quite a while now. Uh, and he came out yesterday with a long apology. Um, some prominent players on the PGA Tour, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, of course, is the one I, I saw last Sunday, just did not, did not have nice things to say about what Phil had to say last week with his comments, which we don't know if they were off the record or on the record. But w- what do you make of the whole Phil Mickelson mess? Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. So um, Phil has always looked at himself as the smartest person in the room. And this is just, uh, this is going back years and years and years. Phil likes to be um, well-informed. He likes to be knowledgeable on certain situations. And he likes to be able to think his way around certain situations more so than anybody else. He's like, uh, that's sort of the, the kind of guy he is. He seeks out knowledge. In most forms, this has served him really well throughout his career, throughout his life. In this space, I think Phil overthought it. I think Phil believes that in so many other situations. Uh, essentially, he was playing chess and everyone else was playing checkers, and he thought that once again in this situation, hey, I can get everybody on my side. I can get the PGA Tour to do this. I have more of a leverage play. I can figure things out. Well, that's not exactly how this whole thing works. Um, this isn't about uh, you know Phil trying to uh, – basically start a mutiny and bring players to a Saudi Arabian funded tour. So I I think it's backfired on him. Obviously I'm still not quite sure what he was apologizing for and to whom he was apologizing. It was a very strange, strangely worded uh, statement that I think he released yesterday. So I, you know, I, I, I think he did more damage than damage control, quite honestly, with what he put out there. But uh, it, it obviously is, uh, it's going to hurt his reputation, at least in the short term. I think probably in the long term as well, which is a shame. This guy has spent uh, three decades cultivating a public image of the everyman golfer, the, the people's champion. And I do think that he's lost a lot of respect from people uh, who, who previously uh, really enjoyed rooting for him, who just nine months ago rooted him on as he won the PGA Championship uh, as the oldest major champion ever. Right. You know, and I was just talking about that, Jason, like, it's crazy. A year ago, if you you know after he won the PGA, I'm like, boy, you talk about reinventing themselves at the age of 51, and he's done it. Like he he goes on the Champions Tour and just dominates. Okay, and and then he wins the PGA Championship and he has fun with it. Keeps tweeting out like months later, hey, I forgot who won the PGA. Cha-, you know, and it's kind of fun. Maybe players didn't find other players didn't find that funny, but I I thought. His image was actually take, going in the right direction. And mm-hmm. his tweets about Tiger were great. And, you know, you're like, man, these guys finally have a good relationship. It's cool to see. This comes out. And he says he's taking, you know, time away to spend with his family, kind of like get, get everything right in his life. Um, do we take that as he's not playing the Masters? Do we take that he's, he's gone for the year? What, what, what do we, how do we interpret that? I, I don't know. Some have interpreted it as him being suspended by the PGA Tour. I, I'm not really sure how or why, uh, you know, the, they have bylaws and they have rules. And I don't know if starting a, a mutiny to, to leave the PGA Tour and join a new one is considered conduct unbecoming to the PGA Tour or not. But 
maybe that's how they see it. I, I tend to believe it's not a suspension, but he just wants to take some time away. I would assume we don't see him at the Players' Championship, which he's never loved that event much anyway, despite winning it in the past. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if we don't see him at the Masters. But again, uh, does he want to go to the Masters? where he hasn't spoken publicly in months and shows up at Augusta National in two months, uh, ready to go play golf, and all these questions are swirling around and he has to answer them? I don't know, but maybe by that point it will have blown over a little bit more and maybe he can go out there and, and just play golf without having to deal too much with everything else surrounding him. You know, uh, I'm curious the long-term effects you think this might have on Phil Mickelson, not like just as a player, because – that we can't take away. You know, he he's one of the top five players of our general, number two behind Tiger. But like uh, with the other players on the tour, like you can't take he can't take back what he said, Jason. It's out there, and no matter how much Mayakopas, even though the apology was kind of odd yesterday, like do do you think his reputation is forever tarnished with his other PGA uh, tour professionals? I think they kind of knew who he was, what he was about. And I, I don't mean that necessarily in negative connotations. I mean. It, Phil is is very unique in his personality, and, and I think they all they all know what Phil's about. Sometimes Phil wants to be the smartest man in the room, and uh, they go, "Wow, that's you know that's really good information. Thank you, Phil. You know, I didn't realize that he's educated me." Sometimes Phil wants to be the smartest man in the room, and everyone rolls their eyes and go, "Okay, there's Phil being <laughs> Phil again." So the the players know him a lot better than the general public does, which just gets to see him in certain little bits and pieces here and there. So I, I don't know that, you know, his reputation is going to change that much amongst the players who, uh, again, they, they, they probably knew, uh, they knew for the most part, you know, the guys have been around for a while. They've known Phil Mickelson for a long time. They know what he's about. And, you know, again, I don't mean that in negative terms. That, that can be in positive terms as well. So uh, last week, if you were watching uh, the Genesis Open in Riviera Country Club, which is such a great course, I mean, if you're a golf fan, you got like 40 minutes of Tiger with Jim Nance and Nick Faldo, and you're trying to figure out, boy, is he playing again this year? What the situation is? But like, regardless, like a year ago, Jason, when we saw the interview with Tiger, you were very confused what was going on. But now he seems just in a better place, does he not? He does. Uh, you know, and, and these things have ebbs and flows too. But uh, yeah, we're at the year anniversary of Tiger Woods um, being uh, in that that near fatal crash in Los Angeles last year, and so um, you know, it, he, like he keeps saying, he's lucky to be alive. He's lucky to still have his leg. He's lucky to be able to to walk, and you know, he can play golf. He can't play golf, he says, at, at a competitive level yet. We have no idea if or when he'll return. Although he does say. He will come back and play events again, never a full-time schedule, but he'll play select events again. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, it's great to see him uh, at least, you know, kind of living his life and smiling and being happy and being able to sit with them in the booth and be a, a tournament host and hand the trophy to Joaquin Neiman last week. So that was terrific as far as all the the golf things, all the things that, you know, the public wants to hear. Okay, when's he going to play? Can he win again? He's going to win another major. What, what's this comeback going to look like? I don't think Tiger, if you had Tiger on right now, Tiger himself probably can't answer any of those questions. So it's probably impossible for, for me or you to answer any of those questions either. But all I can say is anything else from here on in Tiger's career is absolute gravy. Look, if he tries to come back and he's not competitive anymore and he can't beat these guys who are out there half his age, hitting it 
further than him, uh, that's okay. You know, it'd just be cool to see him try to come back and see him play again. And if he does come back and he wins again, we say, wow, that's, you know, what an unbelievable achievement that would be. But uh, I don't think we had, we could raise our bar of expectation too high yet. I think we're going to just kind of let time do its thing and, and let's see if and when Tiger can come back and start playing competitive golf again. You know, I, I, I think he's, he's like, he's Michael, right? I mean, like, Seeing Michael at the All-Star game on Sunday night was just, to anyone like he was talking to, I, I just ate it up. I'm like, oh, the, you know, and, and you could see the the reaction of like, you know, Luka Doncic is like in awe that Michael knows who he is. And I kind of feel like that's the way with some of these younger golfers who Tiger has spent taking the time to talk to and getting to know a little bit. Like, and he's just so great for the tour. Him being around, whether he's playing or not, I just think is is so huge. Like there was a picture of him after the round talking to Rory and I was just like, man, I would have loved to hear that conversation. You know, it just like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, before I let you go, Jason, the players coming up in a few weeks and I want to give you kudos because I want to say it's like a year and a half ago when you were on, you told me, you said, watch out for Sahith the gala. And I was yeah. like, I have no idea who he's talking about now. You know, he's had some success, but then he, you know, he has at the waste management. He's got a chance to win it. He goes in the water on 17 and doesn't, but he finishes one off the lead. But uh, you're, that was a great call on your part. Uh, the players come up in a few weeks. It's, everyone calls it the fifth major. Is there anyone that stands out right now that you think has a legitimate chance to win or we should, we should look at? Yeah, sort of. A, I guess there's a problem now with doing these prognostications on more of a weekly basis as opposed to taking a long view kind of look is that uh, you, you don't really have time to dig in. You know, I think back in – the old days, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, I might have been sitting here right now thinking about who I like for the players, thinking about who I like for the Masters. But right now I'm locked in on who I like for the Honda Classic. Okay, so well, I who, who do you don't look that far ahead, but who, I will give you for the players. Yes. Uh, the one name that keeps jumping out to me is a guy that's won in the state of Florida before, and he's, if not the best ball striker in the world, then maybe the second best ball striker in the world. That's Colin Morikawa, and I wrote the other day after his runner-up finish where he mounted a really nice charge at the end at Riviera on Sunday. That tournament was 74 or 75 holes instead of 72. I have a feeling Colin Morikawa would have won it. Um, he's, He's playing such nice golf right now. Like I said, a premier ball striker in the game. TBC Sawgrass is a ball striker's course. I would be surprised if Morikawa is not squarely in the mix come Sunday afternoon at the players. Awesome. And, and real quickly before I let you go, anyone this weekend you love at uh, Honda? My favorite outright play this week. It's a weaker field. No players from the top 10 in this field. Only five of the top 25 known beneath the big names. I'm looking at Christian Bezadenhut. Uh, tough name to say. Yes. Tough name to spell. Good player, though. He's good tee to green, really good around the greens, plays some of his best golf in tough conditions. And once again, we'll see tough conditions at PGA National this weekend. Jason, always appreciate your, your time, man. Great stuff. And uh, thanks for joining us today on the Golf Club. You got it. Anytime.